G'day, it is the coach here, and this discussion, I have to put a disclosure down, it is only for the faithful. I'm here with Noah Aquino. I hope I got that right. 100% got it right. Like, I'm looking at the name, like, I'm going to butcher this, and like, Noah Aquino. People know my pronunciation is hot garbage. But we are here talking about... Stormcast Eternals. The new Stormcast Eternals book. And this is going to be one of the first of many videos. This book is massive. So we're going to have a couple of guests talking. And Noe has been taking names in the name of Sigma for at least 2021. I've been watching you kicking massive ass the whole year running Stormcast. And I want to get your experience and your thoughts with this massive tome. And I know there's lots of builds. There's lots of options. There's lots going on. So, you know, I'm just going to get your experience and your thoughts. And, you know, for people who are thinking about getting into Stormcast, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm building a Stormcast army right now. Don't tell anybody. Um, it's my armies on parade army, but I'm actually, I am actually building, I've built two Vindicators at the moment. Um, I do have an old Stormcast army. That's my Bybuster army. But no way. You've been kicking ass. You've been ITCing. You've been doing uh, what you came third at the SoCal Open. You yeah. did really well at the, was it the Las Vegas WRG or something like something. Yeah, like yeah, small GT that that we threw together, and then uh, uh, I went to um, went to Texas. Uh, I think I got like top eight with a four one list, and then we did another Old Town Throwdown event in Southern California. Uh, Jeremy Vasier was there, and I think Alex Gonzalez was also there. Uh, I think I got third in that as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a it's been a great year. Um, just kind of relearning the book in that in that like uh, once Dominion came out, where you have almost like a two point five book, and then when you have when we actually have three come out, which kind of changes it again, and then you have finally our official book, and uh, it totally changes you know everything that was old. Um, everything that was overpowered or really good got a little got adjusted, and things that were not good uh, got new life, and were able to uh, you know excel in at least in match play, right? Um, in my opinion, it's good actually because it's been such a long time. Like I've been playing Age of Sigma since right at the start, right? And I was terrorized by the Warrior Brotherhood, where you'd be able to uh, use a Knight Encantor to teleport into combat you'd block me up with like 30 liberators and you know just pin me into the ground yep. i was there when you had all of the the is it the the vanguard paladors and the raptors not pal the raptors the paladors like teleporting around the board i've been there when you had shoot cast uh there's and like it's been a while since Stormcast, in my opinion it was really competitive it, you know you guys were kind of like mid-tiering there was a couple of really good players but ultimately it felt like a long time since stormcast had their time in the sun and this book is scaring the crap out of me because there is some good builds and it's more than one build i think that at the end of two it, it felt like it was just shoot cast it was just nothing but shoot cast you know to, to get the, the most viable builds but i want to pick your experience noe i want to get your insights to how you're thinking about the book? Dragons are coming. Translocation's been changed. Um, no. there's different. I, I, I don't want to pick. I don't want to pick on, on like a wound. Like I don't want to dig at a wound. Oh. But there's been so much going on with Stormcast. You know, I think if I'm a, a new player or an experienced player, 
I don't know where to go because you've got the most War Scrolls to choose from. You've got a deep ally pool. You've got new models, old models. You've got the the, the Soul Wars models. You've got Storm Keep, Signs of the Storm. It's just like almost like analysis paralysis. Like where do I start as a new player or someone who wants to do well competitively? Yeah, so I think um, I played the game late into first edition and especially the, the game's always been improving right like uh playing the game in first edition i, I remember i played actually my first tournament i played against chris hernandez and he was playing uh he was playing uh some kind of laser beam uh croak list where i brought like just models that i liked and he just like laser beamed everything and i just died and i was like this game isn't fun um and, and as every edition the game changes and it it like no longer just becomes um I win because of my rules. It becomes more of I win because I'm a I'm I know the game better than just like I'm death and I get like a million after saves or or, or um I'm I'm Seraphon and I just do mortal wounds. Like uh the the game has become more interactive between both players now, especially now. Uh and and I'm glad that the game has improved. So um that's kind of my big takeaway. Um, and especially with the 2.0 book, like if we want to talk about that, like the 2.0 book, in my opinion, is a better designed book than this new book, right? There's, there's a, the, the only reason the book didn't work before was because a little bit of lack of damage, but, um, the, the lack of damage, a little bit overcosted, but like all like our, 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 our allegiance abilities and our artifacts more than enough made enough uh, made up the like a good bulk of depth that stormcast could do so so i think uh i think me and a couple local players rediscovered stormcast at the start of 3.0 not using the old the new book and and saw that there's there's actually a lot of depth and and if you want to snipe somebody uh you could definitely do that at an event you, you could snipe you know a, a zinch player you know because we, we all know if they can't cast it's bye bye or you or with shootcast, you can uh, you can snipe Lumineth. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's what it's definitely interesting playing Stormcast now. It feels like over the gen because you've had three generations now. You had the Liberator generation of first edition. You had the Evocator edition, which was the second Soul Wars, and you got this third edition. It almost feels like a couple of extra editions when you have the not only the new models and the new heroes that you've accumulated over time, but we've got dragons which are literally going to be hitting the shelves within the month right yeah, yeah but, like let's let's start at the top let's start talk about i'm a second edition player right let's say i'm um i, I i've had my stormcast since 2018 right and i played it for a while I'm, I'm kind of experienced in that kind of field what are some of the changes you've noticed between between the second book and the third book not not the nuance type of stuff right but like what's the has the play style changed has um you know power levels increased or decreased you know, like, what's your observation? So, with with uh, with the new book, I think before you, even with a four up save, like you were still afraid of taking a punch from anything. It, it didn't matter, right? A, a four up is just fifty fifty, right? Uh, but now with with our pretty much across the board, obviously there's exceptions. With a three up, you're not afraid of taking a punch. Uh, so you're you're willing to to move up your units, and, and I definitely I think that's another reason why shoot guess in the past was so popular because you just shot them and they never uh, they never touched you because of aether wings right you, you 
for an army that was supposed to be able to, to tank, we weren't able to do that. And now we are, right? Now we're just, uh, we're, we're almost like a weaker version of what OBR was when they first released, in my opinion. It feels like it feels like I always felt second edition rules um, were catching up to what should be third edition, right? Because in the first edition, uh, and I, and I'll, I, the reason I want I want to focus so much on the evolution, and I will get into the meat and bones, folks. If you're watching this, uh, well, obviously you are watching this if you're listening to us. But like when first edition Stormcast came out, they were really powerful because they played in a version for first edition, right? There yeah. wasn't a lot of rend. There wasn't a lot of mortal wounds. Having multiple wounds on like a four-up armor save and there was no armor save stacking and just, you know, all this stuff, it was pretty rare. So you guys were really good. And that was why things like the Warrior Brotherhood and being able to teleport into combat and lock me in and, you know, throw like Staunch Defender and all this stuff, right? It was really powerful back in the day. But in, over that second edition kind of um, evolution, it felt like Stormcast didn't catch up and you're almost stuck in this world of first edition. And you got some cool things, but, you know, majority of your rules weren't that competitive. And I feel like now this book is built in third edition in mind. You got a lot of options. War Scrolls have been rewritten. You got really good armor saves. Your list diversity is just through the roof. And you're right, like as the meta kind of evolves and it could be, you know, things like superheroes, you've got some tools to hand, handle those superheroes. You need shooting, you got shooting. You need combat, you got it. You got high armor save, you got it. Um, yep. And you've got the, you know, and the signs of the storm I think is an interesting one as well because that got split out a little bit. So you've now got the, the storm keep rules and the signs of the storm rule. So even then you've still got two different whole ways of playing. Make, definitely have to make sacrifices if you want to play old school way. And also big love to um to Poet and to Buckets who have also just donated through the chat. Much appreciated, folks. Uh it keeps me not eating rice and noodles all day. Um anyway, like Dude, rice and noodles are so good. I do love rice and noodles, actually. I've been on a massive Asian kick, uh, making a lot of like recipes from TikTok, but that is not the show we're talking about, <sighs> unless that's Unless that's what, what the Mortal Realms is about. Maybe. But Stormcast, right? Like, you got some cool stuff. And um, I, I want to unpack a little bit about, like, what have you noticed so far? So maybe I'll stick on some, like, uh, rapid-fire questions for you. Just, like, you know, what have you found? So first off, what got you into Stormcast? You played it since Old Edition. Any Anything that's like, got you to, to pick it up and resume in third? Um, I, th I think uh, one of the reasons why I played Stormcast is because no one played it in, our, in my local meta. So I I always like playing like the the bad the bad armies. I feel like you you learn a lot from from playing the the quote unquote bad armies. I also played Sylvaneth, um, so that's why I stuck with them. Um, and you know if I have to be the jobber in my local meta, then that's fine. You know it's not a big deal. You know uh, I think one of my my biggest goals is as a as a AOS player is to grow the community, and um, and that way in the future whenever Stormcast hypothetically now are in in the limelight or in the sunlight uh and i'm able to have a strong army uh, i'll be able to play someone who are more people and mathematically pe better players right so i think that's one of the struggles aos has uh especially in kind of the us where we don't have a big focus of population like europe is where a lot of us there is a good amount of aos players but we're kind of scattered out so you don't always get to play the best people and and I, for me personally, that's what I want. Like I want to play 
the best people and feel like um like i've i've learned like i'm learning the game in a to a different level than what i what i have current mastery over no i like it and you know i think i really want to pull out the fact that you said you learn a lot when you're you know your army's not doing well and i think people who have stuck with stormcast for a while are reaping the rewards because you know the hard grind you really understand your army and you notice it when something gets nerfed the good players are able to adapt I think for me, like one thing that's really drawn me to Stormcast and why I'm currently building it is I love these new models. These new models. I, I never really liked chunky Stormcast. I never really liked that Space Marine kind of really chunky style. But these new slimmer models have definitely kind of caught my hobby eye. So um, that's, I, that's my personal style. Being 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 a thick guy, I, I like the old Stormcast personally. Um, I do like the the more high fantasy version of Stormcast. I know it's not everyone's taste, uh, but like Retributors, probably in my opinion, like the model that made me like fall in love with uh, Stormcast, and obviously our Lord uh, Celestine on foot. Like he's just he's like my hero, right? Um, so by the way, Gareth's I, I do like you. Gareth's giving you a bit of shit at the moment, saying if you like oh. if you if you learn from losing, you must be a genius. No one. To be, be fair, I lose a lot to Gareth um because he's he's just really good at the game and that's why he just gets bored so that's why he goes um but yeah um i do like the new vindicator or uh the new uh what is it uh storm storm something storm edition armor um i oh, like yeah, the lord I, I, I forgot what they're called uh the lord imperitant is probably uh one of my favorite heroes um and the new dra the new big boy dragons look amazing um hopefully uh we get i wish we got different variants of like more variants of the chariot i think that's i think that kit's probably my favorite where where we get uh more griffins and, and like the actual beasts that that are in stormcast but yeah I, I really do like the new models while, while we're talking dragons um and i know you haven't well I, mean, I don't i don't know this yet but i know a lot of tournaments aren't allowing dragons just yet even if you 3d print them just because they're not traditionally on the shelf um they're not the gw models there's obviously some some even like the smaller like the storm drake guard we don't know the base size yet so it seems like a lot of tos are a bit hesitant to allow dragons in the meta oh this is this is my trigger here like i i, I personally am in a big a big anti-proxy 3d printing guy um personally you know I, I understand why people do it um but yeah uh in my tournament scene we we don't do any of that uh we don't we haven't used any of the dragons. I, I haven't even practiced with them on TTS because I like to live in reality and they're not out yet. So I don't have to worry about them. Uh, my next, the, the next biggest event we have is LVO. And unless they're out by then, then it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, all I was going to say to you, like I didn't want to trigger you, but all I was going to say was, do you think the dragons are going to, shift the stormcast meta because right now you're seeing a lot of liberators you're seeing a lot of like vindicators and annihilators you know people are bringing the stormcast chariot you're building around goddess you're bringing in aventus fire strike you're seeing a lot of cool cool units but is that do you think that's going to change with the storm drake guard and krondus or karazai if the points and rules don't change because obviously that could get nerfed. Yeah. People outside of Stormcast are saying, put the points up, put the points up. Let's assume it doesn't happen. If I'm a Stormcast player, do you think I'm going to go pick them up and drop all the stuff that I'm doing now? Or where's your take? 
So I'm a I'm a whale, so I buy everything, so it doesn't matter. But for if you're if you're waiting to buy the dragons, uh, for, for you know financial reasons because you don't want to 3D print them, uh, I think they they are going to change the way people perceive Stormcast. But there's things inside the Stormcast book that can you know that could beat them, right? The, the meta, in my opinion, is very like rock paper scissors while you know, and and inside the Stormcast book, uh, like you, you could build you know a real defensive list, but they lose to dragons, and and the dragons list actually lose to Star Drake or something, vice versa, right? That that's that may not be what it what it is, but that that's what I found playing other Stormcast players, where like I think my like my, this list will beat Daughters, uh, Zinch, uh, the the amazing Beast of Chaos, you know the, those factions. But when I play another Stormcast player, I'm like, oh, wait, like, I don't think I can handle it, which is a beauty of the book um, where, like, you don't have just one way of play of playing the book. Like, unfortunately, like Daughters of Cain mostly have. Um, so that's why I do like the book. And uh, I, buy them if you like them. Buy them if you don't. Um, a good player is, to me, they're just, uh, you're just going to go with the tide, right? If they happen to be really strong, then and you're a super competitive player, like go for it, buy them, enjoy your models. And if you, you know, don't have, don't want to buy them, like I think you'll be fine running fulminators, uh, buying, you know, double reinforced uh, protectors and just slamming them and, and killing them in one turn. And I think that's been my struggle playing Daughters of Cain at the moment is I picked up the book and the army in, in late second edition and I went around the witch elves. That's what kind of what drew me to, to the book. And I've been pushing shit up here with witch elves. Like nothing but like trying to get the best out of them. And unfortunately they just don't have the tools. So I had to bring in snakes. It, it, it hurt me. I had to do it, but I did. Right. But I feel like Stormcast have a lot of cool options and a lot of cool models that you have multiple competitive builds. And Hades brought up a really interesting point as well. These new truth seekers from the Underworld series. You know, there's some definitely some good things. And I think part of my problem with Stormcast is you've got too many options. Yeah, you, you do. There's, uh, there's just too many. There's too many, but I, I think I think uh, if this was intentional design by a Games Workshop, it's good because like let's say it's you know i'm anthony aos coach and i have a bunch of soul wars models like i could you could still field a full sacrosanct army and not feel bad like in aos one you, you would field a, a vanguard army and feel bad like towards the end of it you would feel bad people you... complained for ages about liberators like fix up my libs fix up my libs and and until the storm keeps came you never saw liberators like, and then, you know, cause everything was about, you know, wizard evocators, yeah. uh, sequiturs and things like that. But it kind of feels like now you've got a place for, do you think all three of them are got competitive builds? So including the sacrosanct kind of style. So like, maybe like, I, I definitely think sac yeah, once they like, you know, they, they want to, to, to allow sacrosanct cause sacrosanct is still good. They, they're just a little bit overcosted, right? Like, if everything goes down one or 10 points, like, you're, you're back at 2.0, which isn't a bad thing for them, right? Like, like if you look at if you look at some of the subtleties that they lost, you know, uh, Evos are, are on a 4-up instead of a 3-up, right? Uh, then a lot of your heroes have one less wound than w the Warrior Chamber and this new, uh, the new chamber or whatever, these, this new Thunderstrike armor, guys. So they're still very useful. Obviously, we have the Terralon. 
that's one of the one of the bread and butter to to most list. Uh, I want to put I want to I want to double down on that in a second. I'm going to bring my corporate speak and double click that in a second. But let's on. continue because no 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 I want to I'll come back in a oh, second okay, okay. because I think you're right. I think you know I think if I'm a Stormcast player, if I like my Liberators, it feels like there's some good builds for me. If I like my Sacrosanct Evocators, I think there's a build. I think it's the least um, the least optimum build. I think to your point, because the points are a little bit too high. Yeah. And obviously the new stuff, the Annihilators, the Vindicators, the Chariots, all that stuff is good. So I think, you know, regardless of which three you want to go with, um, there there is competitive builds, but the Sacrosanct stuff, you're right, is probably a little bit too expensive at the moment. Yeah, Sorry, uh, there, there's definitely models in each chamber that that are either like, for lack of a better word, poopy and really good, right? So like, if we look at the the Knight Relictor, he's actually like one of the worst models that we have, almost useless. Um, and if, but uh, the Tower Line from Sacrosanct, like, like I touched on, is really good. It doesn't matter. You just put him in a warrior themed army, or you put him in a in a Sacrosanct or even in a Thunderstrike list, and it's really good. It, it, it gets the job done, and we can't forget about our Celestin Prime, right? He's a, he's just amazing. Well, you're right. Like with the uh, – maybe this is kind of leading in because, like, you know, the, the Toralon, uh, Aventus Firestrike or the generic version, is it the Lord Arcanum on Toralon yeah, or whatever it Lord, is? Lord, yeah, Lord Arcanum or whatever. That never saw play. In second edition, that never saw play, but all of a sudden I'm seeing more and more people talking about the Lord, the Toralon. So I guess my question to you is, well, it's probably a three-pointer. Why Why is it a good time now to bring in the Lord Toralon? Is it the generic or the the named version? Actually, let's just do that one for now. Let's let's stick to those two. So so I, I used to try to make him work in, in 2.0. Um his rules complete is his rule is not better not better written but it's it's easier to use so before you had to like essentially run the guy like tap the unit that you wanted to hit and then come back down and then you would get the plus one to hit on that specific unit kind of the way the new uh azeros works uh but now it's just like just move him somewhere and then just like leave a pocket for him he lands and then everything around him you could get like the, up to like you know five units that's if command points are still worth uh you know 50 points that's 200 points of all that attack right uh so that's why he's really good because of that all out assault or all out assault uh for till the end of your turn uh especially for units like uh like uh fulminators or excuse me um for vanguard hunters uh it makes them really good uh i don't i don't think um I think just just only because of that, like you could take the generic one. Aventus is great, but because he's only because he's restricted to Hammers of Sigmar, uh, he's he's okay, right? If you're if you're you can't really take him in a city's army, you have to take the unnamed one for uh, for for that plus to hit to work uh, in your uh, cities of Sigmar army. Unless you were going Hammer Hall, but this is not the this is not the city show. Yes, yeah, the city show yet. Is is there um is there other hidden units or you know is there any particular units that you are now a big fan of? Um, so I know people are loving Aventus, right? And there's a few others that I'm seeing are quite common across, especially like podium or even top ten armies. 
What are some of your favorites at the moment? And we will go, folks, for anyone who's listening and watching, we're going to go through one of uh, one of the lists as well. So we'll actually bring this to life. But what are some of your favorites? Um, sorry, I, someone I played always kills my prime, and I don't. Uh, now he has a ward, so he's never going to die. Um, are, you t- are you talking about Nick? Nick's yeah, talking because yeah. that was that was one thing, right? Is the prime time did get a ward save. There's so many changes, folks. We're not going to go through every single change because there are small changes. Certain uh, heroes lost their command abilities. Things like um, the Knight of Zeros. I reckon I'll, when I initially did my little preview, I think I was a little bit harsh on the, the old Azeros. I said he should work from home from now on, but actually, I'm 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 actually I'm actually reconsidering the Azeros because it's a nice way to avoid your hero being roared at and not being able to like all out attack or something like that. So it's yeah. a nice little. I think I was a bit harsh on him initially. So I mean, there's a couple units that that I that I keep my eye on, especially that I always want to try to fit in. Uh, funnily enough, it is one of them is the Underworlds uh, unit just because of that plus one to hit within nine, which is essentially a better version of Knight of the Knight Azeros. Are you talking about the new the new yeah. Underworlds? Because you've got yeah. like three now, don't you? Like three yeah, or, four. or like four, I think. Um, so yeah, that, them for sure. Uh, they they kind of act like as as a mini Korgorath in my opinion. Uh, probably around the same base size, but can't issue command abilities, but they do enough damage. To, to kind of be worth it in my opinion and you could put him in uh hundreds of the heartland so there's that um there's also vandis uh again i'm like i love the old armor type and vandis was always my hero uh back in first point or 1.0 i i read all his i read the stories uh and i really like vandis personally so his his uh his command ability that's not a command ability but it's just ability that gives uh, a redeemer unit plus one to their attack characteristic just throw that on vindicators, right? So a block of a block of ten. Uh, what's that like? Thirty attacks instead of the, uh, the twenty. So uh, and sixes are mortal wounds. You're good there, right? Like uh, those two are my are probably like one of my my favorite units so far. And uh, and, and as much as people don't probably dis- might disagree with me, I, I think that the Steelheart champions from the original uh, Underworlds. Are really good, right? Um, they count as three if you if you're in a storm keep. They're what like ninety points, right? And and sometimes, especially because stormcast or everything's over a hundred, you you o- always have like about a hundred points that you probably use an endless spell or or you just upgrade a character to to a to a knight, the knight version, um, or the lord, excuse me, the lord version. I, I think they're good, right? Uh, they'll benefit from. Shield of Civilization in a Stormkeep, and you you have a rend, uh, you have a, a three damage weapon, and uh, and you can bring them back with Call for Aid. You you probably won't, but you can bring them back, and it's a smaller footprint, and that could hypothetically be nine on an objective. So I I think they're worth it in my opinion. I think the challenge is you just got too many options. So how you use yeah. your points is always going to be a challenge, right? You know. I always find I add I love adding those underworlds war bands, but then the minute I go into a points crunch, they're some of the first to drop. Definitely cut, it's, yeah. But you know, like there's a lot of cool things, and I think one one thing that I loved about this new book is the fact that you have not only a lot of battle line options, there's a lot of battle line ifs, but the way that they've used the sub allegiances your or your storm hosts, your um the different you know hatmers or anvils or um astral templars. 
and they've, they've unlocked you from the, the artifacts of command traits and you've got a full flexibility. Has, has the battle line if stuff impacted the way you look at storm hosts and are there some ones that you think are absolute winners? And because a lot of people used to run anvils that seemed to be the number one of the number ones in second edition, especially with like a lot of the, the Vanguard Raptors or the long strikes. Sorry. Yeah. Long strikes. But now it seems like it's the, that's the one that people like the least. So I don't know, maybe it's perception. Of, well, of uh, I'm around. It's I, in my opinion, it's definitely one of, uh, I think it could work at a team's event. Like if you take, if you and like a buddy are playing LRL, right? Um, just because I, I do, th especially in an MSU style build, I think two wounds being negated could help you save the game. Um, and because we lost a lot of our bravery debuff debuffs, that's the only reason why that faction doesn't work, right? We, we lost the debuff from uh, the Thundercats, from the Prime, and I think uh, we had a spell or something that did it as well, or an artifact. Or oh, excuse me, uh, Anvils of the Handle, hand, uh, whatever, had a built-in minus one bravery if you were within nine of the general or something. So that's a, I think that's the only reason it'll work. If Cruel Boys or maybe even Gits somehow get really really strong, I think it might be worth it. I, I let's hope, let's hope. I, I do play uh, a little bit of uh, uh, Gloomsight Gits, but. Yeah, I, I definitely. It's unfortunate. Uh, it goes up and down um, with with those with that faction. But I think the the count the hammers of Sigmar having access to all those bonus uh, Drakoth riders um, for me personally, like it's not that big of a deal because I, I want to run Gardas. Um, but if you're if you're just a random player, I think hammers of Sigmar is probably the best faction to pick and, and to learn from. Um, Especially with the six up ward savers uh, within twelve of an objective, so that just yeah. you know, absolutely you sit down on an objective, counting as three uh, on the objective. If you are a uh, a storm keep build, then you know you got really high armor saves. It's just like you're super durable, whether you're liberators or or um, uh, the new one vindicators, vindicators, um, or vanquishers. Was, Don't forget vanquishers. Sure, I mean like. <laughs> There's a lot of options. Yeah. Hades was saying, I, I don't know what your th thoughts are, but Hades reckons that Hammers, Astral, and Hallowed, uh, Hallowed Knights would be his top three. Would you agree with those being maybe the top of the builds, or do you have um, other love? So, personally, my favorite is uh, Hallowed Knights, and then probably Hammers of Sigmar. The only reason is because I've always felt that in order to have a competitive uh army in, in a tournament setting right like not to play with friends and stuff you always have to have some kind of ward save or else your army's just going to fall flat that's it's one of the reasons why stormcast have always been weak especially in 2.0 they didn't have a ward save um unless you like st stuck next to mystical or something um i personally think that the uh celestial vindicators are probably the third strongest um astral templars uh it's it's really niche. It just really depends. Like, would I take them? Yes, but only knowing that there's going to be a lot of giants in in the, the in the event. But uh, celestial vindicators and even uh, knights Excelsior are really good. Uh, I was going to mention Excelsior because you've obviously got annihilators as battle line, and um, I know people are really liking their annihilators a little bit less now 
that you lost um, the the teleporty shenanigans. Um, it's not nearly as powerful. Uh, what's it called? The translocation isn't That's as right. powerful as it used to be. It seemed like annihilators were that that was like a little power pair, but. Uh... De- definitely annihilators. I think annihilators are still good as long as you roll sevens or nines. Um, but the fact that if, if you have to pick, right? If you have to pick the really heavy heavy hammer guy or the defensive shield, uh, and if you're going to play celestial indicators, you're gonna you're gonna pick the two the big two handed hammers and just whack uh, a unit. Um, which unfortunately, again, back to the internal competition, why take the two-handed hammers when you can take protectors or retributors uh, instead, right? Um, you know, more bodies, more wounds. It just depends. Um, but I, I think the other, uh, what was, I played against a other Stormcast player that actually like gave me a good whopping. Uh, he ran a, I think it was three, uh, not the, not the Dracos, but the Templars or something. They're they're like the 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 worst version of the of the Lord. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> they're 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 on the Star Drake. They're on the Star Drake, but they're oh, the, they have uh, arrows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, I I didn't even realize it, but apparently, uh, you can reroll one of the dice for flying units, right? So he would just bring in his Star Drake, deep strike it. Get like a five or a six, and then reroll the, the poor dice, and then he would get that nine, and then just just get in me. So I think that's also yeah, and the prosecutor's battle line. Um, Are you talking the 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 Drake spawn Templar? Is that the yes, that's yeah, that, yes, the that. Drake spawn Templar. A- another unit that didn't see a lot of play in two point but now I think it's actually really good. I think it's actually better than the Lord on uh, the Star Drake, just because it has access to mortal wounds, and that's something that you. Uh, Thank you, Hades. Uh, that you need in order to to win a events, you need mortal wounds. And I think the other side as well is what Jacques has said is um, one of the biggest challenges. And I noticed this when I was looking at Karazai and um, Krondus was the lack of mortal wound saves. And I think that's probably one of the big challenges. And I don't know how you're handling it. Is there's a lot of like really high armor saves, right? And you know, Blood Knights is just one of the many examples. Hell. Your annihilators are, are, are super powerful. A lot of characters with you know high armor saves, and people are trying to build more and more mortal wounds into their list. How are you handling the sheer amount of mortal wounds right now in the meta? I think maybe no no way might be paused, or maybe it's me. Let me know if it's me or if it's my guest. Oh, it could be me. I might just bring up the list while I wait. Cool. Uh, I'll bring up. I'll bring up the list, and I hope uh, I'm still on stream. Let me know, folks, if uh, if I've dropped off or if it's my guest. But um, what we'll talk about in a minute uh, when my guest has returned is this is this is uh, what Noe's list. Cool. It's I'm good. My thank you, Rust Belt. So this is the list we're going to go through in a minute when my guest returns. So what he's running is he's running Hallowed Knights. And by the way, Noe is um, has been doing really well in the meta. So I don't know. He's recently gone from a 
in the past, his lists have been really offensive, and I know he's actually now coming into a more of a defensive style. So this kind of might tie in really nicely with um, with how he's thinking about responding to the mortal wounds and just like just generally the the, the saves. So to talk through his list, um, and by the way, I'm I'm absolutely loving this Stormcast book. And when these dragons drop, I'll be getting I'll be getting definitely get one of the two. Hey, welcome back. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was just I was stalling for time. I brought up your list. We're not going to talk your list just yet. Um, okay. my I, just, I, just I gave a bit of my internet. Dad, bit of a sneak peek. Um, what we say? What are we talking about? We're talking about Drake or Templar or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the mortal wound protection. Sorry, we're talking mortal wound protection and just the sheer amount of mortal wounds right now in the meta. How are you responding and handling? Just a lot of people are trying to get a lot of mortal wounds to handle the suns, to handle high armor saves. What have you found with Stormcast? Uh, so for me, it's obviously the solution is Gardas, right? Um, Gardas and a Stormkeep, right? Um, that that's probably the best thing that. I think that Stormcast have, unless you take a hyper offensive build and and then just kill those those units uh, that are are spitting out mortal wounds and, and destroy you. So that that's kind of my that's the only real solution that I've gotten. Uh, I have been experimenting with uh, with prosecutors and getting going in there and and killing them, but I don't think they have the damage output, especially for their cost. When you say prosecutors, you're thinking about things like um, your daughter's bow snakes, your lumineth archers, those types of cruel boys with their 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 mortal wounds, and you're yeah. thinking about what the the three d six charge from the prosecutors to either scions of the storm and then charge, or just to get in with a a solid fly and then a charge into these juicy targets. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what you have to do. Um... Hammers also offers a good choice, um, but like like everyone said, you know the best way is just to kill those units. Gardas, especially, I've used I'm used to playing hyper offensive builds, and I've wanted to to learn the defensive side of the game. So that's why personally I've, I've made very defensive list in the in this uh, edition of the game. I told you, folks. As you dropped off, I talked. I was talking a little about your list, and I was saying that you went from a hyper offensive build to a uh, a solid defensive build. I told you guys. Maybe a couple of other quick questions, and I'll kind of move into your list. Um, I've noticed some people playing. Around, actually, first off, Gardas. If I haven't looked at the Gardas War Scroll, why should I reconsider it? Or maybe why uh, have you found some value in Gardas? This <laughs> five board save, right? Um... He just like, do you want Amulet of Destiny on all your units? If it's the answer a 12 is yes. Twelve inch bubble? Is it? Is that right? Uh, yeah, it's a twelve inch bubble, I believe. So he's uh, giving you a ward save. So it's just like it, it's you know, if you happen to be Stormkeep within an objective, beautiful, you get your six within range of Gardas, it's a five. Yep, and and then you, especially with the new Garrison rules, you want to make that bubble bigger. Um, just Garrison the dude. Right. Explain. Explain so, for the people who don't know what you're talking about. Here. So, so when you garrison a unit, like whatever, however big the however big that footprint is, you, when you're measuring auras, uh, you measure however big that that item is. So, if you have like this really big tower in the center of the board, which which if you have a good TO, uh, there shouldn't be one. Um, 
But if you put them in there, you know, now you have instead of like a hypothetically a, a 40 inch or 40 mil base emitting a a, a 12 inch bubble, now you have, uh, you know, uh, a, a way bigger item projecting that that buff to your characters. Uh, only because of that, that's the only reason uh, you you would take you take artists. Um, if if they raise his points to 200, you'd still probably take it. That's how good that is. So basically, what you're saying is that you're using the footprint of the terrain, should it be um, a garrisonable piece of terrain, to then measure around the base. So instead of measuring the base around Gardas, you are measuring the base around the terrain piece. So should it be quite a large piece of terrain, you've really extended that 12 inch aura from, yeah. you know, imagine, you know, a really large piece of terrain. So, um, not the most viable strategy. If you see it there, definitely take advantage of it. But I wouldn't be thinking about every tournament. This is what my my plan is going to be because yeah, de um, definitely not. But it's just the fact that you get a five aboard suit. It's yeah, you know, amulet of destiny, but everywhere. And how have you found the new battalions and the new grand strategy stuff? Have you played around with the new core battalions, or do you think that the the existing ones in the GBH and the core rule books are enough. I think the core rule books are enough. I find them unnecessary. Uh, I understand what, what they were trying to do. Um, it, it's kind of a cool alternative. I, I've used like one in one build, um, especially those core battalions, but I, I just, they're kind of useless. And I, and my, and, and we all, you know, we're, we all watch Vince's channel. And our fear is that someone's going to get something really good and it's going to be an auto take, right? So that's the only reason I wish they didn't exist. Uh, as far as the, the battle tactics, I, I think they're cool. Um, they're definitely alternatives, especially uh, uh, that you want to plan around and hypothetically take them if you add Cities of Sigmar units into your into your list or, or, or just an additional, you know, sometimes you just don't want to burn conquer and you want to wait for another for something else and you, you burn one of those that you know you're not gonna be able to, to complete that turn i think i will say with the core battalions and i think what part of the challenge is that you know a lot of opponents don't have these extra rules and you know hopefully we never see a point where tos say just you know everyone just sticks to the core rules in the gbh because there's some flavorable things in here I will say that the Redemption Brotherhood might be worth considering, given that, especially if you're trying to reduce the drop count, being able to put three units up to six units into this Redemption Brotherhood and be one drop, you could really, you know, between that and then like Battle Regiment, if you are a very troop heavy kind of build, you could be two drop. So, um, I, so I guess this is just kind of a, a different take on on what you think is is good when uh when building your list right so like for me if you're gonna go anything higher than than four drops like i don't think drops actually matter right you might as well just uh, um abuse the extra command points that you can get from uh the core battalions or 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 in my case uh just just take the warlord or uh take the warlord battalion twice right um i I, I don't know like how other metas decide or how people decide um, why uh, taking first turn is super important. 
Uh, I understand, especially if you if it's a hyper offensive build, it's important. But if if you're building something defensive like I do, I don't think it's very important at all. Uh, and and I think the importance of of, uh, of low drops has diminished greatly with the core battalions. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree wholeheartedly. I've never been a big fan of the drop game. I've been always comfortable dropping between seven and twelve. And to your point, if I'm not playing the one to two to three drops it doesn't really matter and i think it's more about having a a good plan in your deployment having a good plan if i was given first if i was taking first what are my options what are my tools how do i respond to the meta but i think there's some there are some armies that really do benefit by going one to two drops stormcast probably isn't that one yeah it just really depends on your list um uh especially playing hammers of sigmar like Maybe that's maybe that's a faction where where you take Bastion and and you abuse his redeploy, um, but realistically, unless you're playing a very high end game, uh, redeploys and deployment don't really matter because you're, you're, you're it's just two people mashing armies together and and like like a lot a high end game high end play uh, you lose that deployment, but. Unfortunately, like even myself, I don't consider myself like one of the better players, right? Uh, I consider myself kind of like B, B plus player. Um, all the mistakes that you make in deployment, like your opponent's also making them. So um, it's it's not that big of a deal. Uh, just just place your models where you think is right and and play play the best game you can. So that's kind of makes it. Borkman makes an interesting comment. I don't quite agree with with Borkman, but I'll I'll put it to you. You know, things like having a because a lot of people are now taking six long strikes. I've seen people take like 10 judicators. You know, you've got like a really shooting heavy build, especially with something like long strikes. Do you think it's important to go first if you are or have the, the option of going first if you were gonna go heavy into let's say a long strike shooty build? Or do you think maybe it's not so important and maybe the double turn or the fact that you've got such a long threat range doesn't really matter? Uh, so it, so there's a couple of things, right? So like I, I can only base these like choices that I'll be making off the pack that my TO provides. Right. So uh, in our, in our scene um, we have to have two Wildwoods. So I know at least, I'll, at least at worst, I'll have one, uh, Wildwood on my side of the board where I can protect my units from the Judicators or the uh, Long Strikes, right? So I already know that going into the game, that I don't have to worry about at least one side of the board. Um, and then, especially with having a Lord Relictor, like, you can move, like, your... your like, let's say you have a double-reinforced unit of, uh, of Liberators or, or Vindictors that you don't want to get shot. You can put them in the back and on it what like a three up you you can just move them all as as far up the board you want like i think stormcast have enough tools where you don't have to worry about getting shot uh given that you you kind of know that what the other opponent can do is that still true with lumineth uh like i feel like if you're looking down the barrel of 30 um 30 sentinels or four foxes does that still remain true it doesn't remain true, but it it doesn't. It almost doesn't matter, especially for like a build, a defensive build with artists or even hammers, 
because that's why you have mortal wounds, right? That's why you have mortal wound protection um, to try to negate some of that damage. And and then obviously we have mirror shield, so uh, obviously put it on your general, so that's not getting shot. So um, you don't have to you don't have to worry about that. Yes, and and I think another reason why as a stormcast player you don't have to worry about that is you're gonna have one or two reinforced units, and everything else is MSU. And 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 for as much like flak uh, lumineth uh, or sentinels get, they don't actually do a lot of like damage to multiple units. It's one specific unit. And if you're an MSU build, like yeah, okay, cool, you killed uh, you killed one unit of liberators. That's ten wounds. And uh, oh look, I'll use call for aid. So it doesn't matter. They're still there. Yeah, I'm only thinking for someone who might be having like six long strikes and they're worried that that Lumineth player, and I, and I call that Lumineth um, just because they ignore line of sight where, you know, traditionally things like your Cruel Boys, things like Cities of Sigma, even your your Daughters of Cain Bow Snakes, you, you know, they don't they don't ignore line of sight. So you can still hide your your six long strikes behind the, the Wildwoods, a piece of terrain. But obviously or, the Sentinels. Yeah, or, or in Deep Strike, right? Like... You know, uh, if you're going to take long strikes, you're probably not going to stay. You're not going to do a, a, a storm keep. Um, I think if you're really worried about those, those, uh, that army, those kind of builds where you can get shot off the board, you pretty much have to go uh, one drop. It's either one drop or bust. And even at that point, it's only a 50 50 shot that you're going to dictate turn order. So, yeah. And I think the challenge right now in the meta is there's a lot of cool different armies that are yes. all strong in different ways, right? You you build a list that's trying to counter Sentinels, for example. I know they're one of the big bads, but then you've got Suns who are running around stomping on the table, and the way you kill Suns is not the same way you kill the Sentinel build. But then you've got Archaon running around. You've got, you know, Marathi and Gotrek and things like that. So, you know list optimization and trying to handle one particular army especially in tournament play you will find that you will get you'll hit a a certain limit because you'll just find your hard counter and, and you'll find it quickly and who knows you may not even play that uh, that lumineth player exactly like uh at at socal open we had one lumineth player the whole event and do you list taylor against that probably not no right so it's, it just really depends. I, I think when you're list building, one, you, you look at the pack. Like for as much as, as much, uh, you know, uh, teasing I get from my local players that I don't ever read the pack. Um, you should always read the pack because you, uh, that's what dictates yeah, your list building, right? Um, you, you need to know, well, is are they going to actually, like how, how are tiebreakers going to work? Are battle tactics uh, actually... Like, is taking additional monsters worth taking the battle uh, and risking battle tactics worth taking it? Or can I play a super defensive game and then probably still podium without taking any monsters? Um, how long are the rounds, right? Am I going to take Zinch if uh, if the rounds are only two hours? Or or can I take Z or, or I'll take Zinch if the, hour, if the, if the round is three hours, right? There, there's a lot of like subtle decisions that that affect uh, list building. And I really hope that if people want to get into the competitive scene of AOS, you, you build a relationship with your, with the T with the TOs and you understand like the method to their madness. Right. Um, we had, I think we had Alex at one of our events 
and he was scoring incorrectly and didn't place as high as he could have because he was unfamiliar with the pack, which was unfortunate. But I mean, that that's one of the things that that for in the in the future when he came and and uh, and played at SoCal again under generally the same pack, uh, he ended up getting second place. Uh, so I, I think he learned his lesson, and it's uh, and it shows how important reading the pack and understanding how they're going to score and do tiebreakers and all and all that nuance affects you know your placement at an event do you have any favorite and perfect timing because you you two hats asking a good question that i was literally about to lead into because i noticed the boys from Stormkeep, which is a wonderful stormcast podcast that um I, if you're a stormcast fan i definitely go recommend checking uh that crew out they've been pumping out a really good bunch of stormcast content but they've talked a little bit about some allies that i laughed at a little bit because as a city's player I've known those. I'm like, yeah, this is this is uh, uh, wonderful models. Are there any particular coalition allies that you would add or consider into your army? Um, I won't steal your thunder. I'll let you kind of share first. Oh, or any of your favorite allies? I, I think the only like just something that I that I I probably will take to LVO, which is like the big show here in, in the West Coast. Uh, is probably going to be taking a, a battle mage, right? And and uh, he's going to be using the uh, the Gur spell, which adds two to your run and charge, which sounds great. But you can combo that with uh, one of the holy commandments that allows you to run and charge. So definitely those slow paladins can sc- uh, can run up the board and probably end up charging a unit, and then you just you know you do paladin stuff and, and you just wipe that unit with like. 46 mortal or 43 mortal wounds plus their you know 15 five attacks each is that all uh, it's it's nothing right but uh, hopefully it'll kill two more tech guard uh but yeah uh I, I think that that's probably my favorite unit i have i have seen the phoenix from um the the frost the f- frost heart phoenix yeah the, fr- the frost the frost heart phoenix yeah yeah um i would i it looks really cool um I don't know if it's worth it just because I hate giving up that monster point. But I think between that one and the 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 the, the Phoenix, the Mage, and the other unit that I think is probably worth taking are the Shadow Warriors. Uh two units of those. Uh those are the three that I that I consider adding, just because you can um, the Shadow Warriors can deep strike and will uh and if your opponent misplays or, or you play it right. You can uh, use the, uh, I think it's like, uh, you have to, I think two cities units have to like conquer an objective or something on your opponent's side. And that's a battle tactic. And then you'll obviously have, is it, is it aggressive expansion as well? Is it? Yeah. No, so, yeah. Well, you can also score that as well. So I love the ability, especially like cheap abilities to be able, especially like when you add translocation, having a unit come from deep strike, you know, in, in some of my armies, I'll use things like Canary for that. Something that has high speed. There's a lot of good options. I, I I would agree with that. I've seen some people playing around with the Hurricanum as well. I think that's not a bad option. It's not a monster. It does a lot of mortal wounds. It's not going to give you the plus one to hit because that's now a Cities of Sigma keyword that was quite popular in first edition. Yeah. I've seen some players like pulling some Lumineth stuff as well. Things like I think Autumn's made an interesting point around like the the wind spirit i think that's an interesting model you could possibly bring into the list 
Um, I think it's the, the the choices are endless with you with you lot. It just I think the challenge is like there's a lot of points to put into a Stormcast list. Is what what are the trade offs, especially as those Storm Drake Guard are coming? I think people are going to want to put in a couple of Storm Drake Guard into their list uh, if they stay the way they are. Yeah. So I so I played I played a a, a player at at the GT which which was running is running the the Dracoths. Right, and and everyone seems to be really scared of the Dracoths, and and after after like, you know, getting punched in the face by them, they're not as scary, uh, especially when you have an MSU build, where like you have a bunch of speed bumps because, as much as as much as uh they say that the dragons are going to do like crazy amount of damage, it, again, just like Sentinels, it's just a specific unit. They're not going to do damage to multiple units, uh, like Croak or or Teclas can do. Uh, which which I think is is a big weakness to Stormcast. So th- we'll see what happens with the dragons, but um, I, I think people are overreacting. Let let Stormcast uh, do whatever crazy damage they should be doing, and and then you know we'll have Skaven come out and, and then just punch him back to where they belong. It'll be geared, hopefully. But like you know, like the, the Storm Drake Guard. You know, the Storm. By the way, the Formulators, 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 Formulators. Um, a block of t- a block of four, so a reinforced unit of those. They are pretty tough. Between the six wounds, the mortal wounds on the charge. There, they, they. My, my, I played an opponent the other week, and he just kept rolling sixes for his rally on them. Um, oh, and it made me gosh. cry. It made me cry. Yeah, I think he, it's... I think he like roll like two or three on. On, on a rally, uh, two rallies. Yeah, it, I think rallies, especially for that unit, is a really strong command ability. And I think it, it allows Stormcast. I think if rally and redeploy didn't exist, I don't think Stormcast would be as, as strong as, as they uh, they would be um, just because of their lack of movement in comparison to other units. And uh, the fact that we're so limited on wounds, right? I, I think, like, if we look at other people's builds, uh, like a, a middle of the road builder or hyper offensive build, you're looking at like as low as 69 wounds to like even 85, which, oof, like just that doesn't like I, it just feels like you're just gonna get swept off by by you know um, Kragnos or by Sentinels if you don't have a world save. So that's kind of my one of my concerns. I think you're the first person to ever bring up the threat of Kragnos. I think oh, uh... Kragnos is real. Like we, we is he? Yeah, Kragnos is definitely real. Um, because there's a lot of giants, and what, what kills giants, Kragnos. But um, I, I think as as the meta shifts and adjusts to whatever it becomes at either globally or at your local scene, I, I think Kragnos will always have. Uh, like he's he's always gonna be the dark horse, and he's he's gonna he's gonna mess stuff up that like you're not gonna you're not you're gonna think that it's not a big deal, and he's gonna he's just gonna destroy you. That's just, yeah. That's, really, that's my take on it. If you let him, he will destroy you. I think this is a lot of things that can handle Craggy, um, especially like focus fire. He doesn't really have a lot of mortal wounds, say from memory. He's just like not. Uh, I didn't find him as durable, but if you if you if you let him charge you, um, he will be a wealth of pain. The earthquake god, yeah, yeah earthquake as god, Ray, as Raymond saying. Speaking of gods, and we'll get to your list after this question. I swear, I swear. 
how do you handle some of the gods? You know, is have you faced Archaon, um, Marathi, Alariel, any of those kind of like a bit of a pain point for you? So big, like high value characters like that are, are always have always been scary to me in general because I, I've just like I've encountered them at their peak. So like Alariel, um, you know, if I don't do it, especially like my build, it, it's not it doesn't do a lot of damage, right? So like I'm never gonna kill her, so I have to ignore her. Nagash, like he he's just gonna spam Arcane Bolt and, and unless I kill him, like I need to ignore him or or I lose the game. I, I think they're good for the game. Uh they act as kind of a as a soft wall for, for most for most lists. Um I, I don't like playing against them. Like I don't like seeing him across the table just because I I, I feel like it's it worsens my chance, but I'm glad they exist. Um, I, I think Marathi is probably um, the worst one to play against just because of uh, the the damage cap that she that she has. Um, but everything else, you know, it is what it is. You 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 have to live in that reality uh, that that they bring and 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 how they change. Your uh, your take on that on that game, where where you're never gonna do bring it down, just uh, unless like the stars align. Any any tips you'd give people to handle Marathi or Archaon or Nagash? I guess they're the they're probably the three that terrorize the meta the most. I haven't really seen a lot of Alarials. A lot of people with Techless. Well, I mean Techless, you just got to shoot him and survive yeah. the rest of it. Um, he's not that hard if you can reach him. Uh, and you just, but like with the big three, right? Nagi, Archaon, and Marathi. Any tips you'd give me as a Stormcast player? So for Marathi, it's kill everything else, right? Um, kill everything else but Marathi. If you have to trade into her, trade into, you know, trade in what, what you can, right? Like always retreat from Marathi, in my opinion, especially if you're a Storm host, which is a, which is probably like your go to play when you're playing a, a Storm host is retreat and, and just cap the objective that way. Um, if you're playing Nagash, uh, pray that he miscast, <laughs> or um, or just take fulminators, right? I, I have a, a buddy of mine, and he played this like this. It's like a meme list where he deep strikes Nagash uh, by by hurting it with. Um, I think he casts like protection of Nagash on himself or something. And then yeah, takes burn. arcane terrain and arcane terrain, damn terrain, and yeah, damned or 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 he actually burning heads in a gash or something, and then he just teleports and then he moves and then he's like three inches away. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, just fulminators, right? Just take uh fulminators that do more wounds and, and and just hope that you do enough damage. Um, but my, kinda... but, but my advice would be don't do that against Marathi because that's how I yeah, played yeah, with yeah. the formulators. I ran my Marathi straight into that 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 block of four dragons, and knowing that you know I could I could only take three damage even if I got charged if I failed the charge, and you know she just like heart rendered through a bunch of your your dragon calf. So you know one strategy is not viable for all. Three. Yeah, which is which is which is great actually. Um, it sucks as a, a stormcast player, but it's great because I you never want. Uh, at least I don't think it's a, it's a positive way to to enjoy the game, only having one competitive build or or one answer to everything like we had in 2.0 with, oh just throw a block of 20 evocators into it it'll die, right? 
and and if it didn't die, then you then you lose the game. Um, so that that's kind of my take on on that specific on the gods. Well, let's let's look at actually actually look at your list and kind of like we talked a lot about it. You know, I'm seeing people like Rust Belt asking, you know, what type of spells you like. So actually, let's bring it all together and and show off one of your many examples. So, folks. This is not Noe saying that um, this is the only way to play. This is not the one golden internet list that you're going to go win, I don't know, whatever GT you've got coming up. Obviously, Caesar to taste. If you like a certain, you know, style of build, go build it. Uh, but for anyone who's on the podcast, you might be listening to this later and not looking at the visuals. I'll read it through, and I'd love to learn some of your rationale on what you've taken, why you've taken it. And then I might have some questions about some of the other units. Like I would have imagined – a chariot would be in there. I love the chariots. Um, you know, there are things like, I mean, you got the, so anyway, you got goddess who's a named character. So there's no customization there. Two units of the knight judicator with the griff hound. you got the Lord Celestin, who's the general with the command trait, envy of the heavens and the artifact mirror shield. Interesting. Cause I've seen some people question mirror shield versus, I think it's, uh amulet of destiny i think now people people have kind of been debating those two you've got the knight in cantor with the celestial blades you've got the lord relicta with the arcane tome giving him the wizard um also with the azurite halo and translocation prayer unit of 10 vindicators five vindicators 10 vanquishers five libs five libs five libs double warlord and hunters of the heartland with two extra holy commands both being called to aid and an extra artifact noe said that drops didn't matter to him and boy oh boy is that true he is 12 drops no no, he doesn't care he's got he doesn't care at all 1980 so there's a chance of getting that triumph which would be inspired and uh 117 wounds which is probably more wounds that i would have expected in than a stormcast list though that's there's quite a lot of wounds in my opinion, especially when you start thinking about calling to aid. Yeah. So what does this list do? Why did you build it this way? And how is this so defensive? I know you keep talking defensive builds. Talk to me through this. So uh, in the before this list, I was playing uh, Annihilator spam with, with Gabriel. Uh, I was seeing some, some success. Uh, and then I, I realized that I, I wanted to play, change the way I play the game. Uh, so what's the best way of, of playing the game? Well, changing it, so going, going to defensive. And um, Gardas is, like, one of my favorite characters, So and he's actually useful now. So I I decided to build around him, and, and I was able to find success with this list. Uh, I A previous list uh, didn't have the two Knight Judicators, um, and I found that while this current rendition to, to people who haven't played it seems still like it doesn't do enough damage. Uh, then that's why I have the Knight Judicators there to, to, to give me the little oomph that I needed at times to, to either kill the battle line unit or to kill uh, the kill a monster or to do AOE mortal wounds. I think I saw Hades uh, uh, pointed out earlier in the, early in the chat um, to just give me the extra damage that I needed especially because they the movement five and uh, range 30, but their orbital bombardment is uh, is within six. So technically it's about a 41 inch range um, with their, their once per game mortal wound bomb thing. Uh, that's why I brought them. 
um envoy of the heavens by the way, this, this this is a is this a scions or is this a stormkeep uh, it's a stormkeep list right yeah um uh, the like obviously we all know that hollowed uh hallowed knights uh, on a four up you fight on death right if you didn't know well now you know um so by taking everything in my list that's not a hero is a redeemer unit so all everything on the board is counting as three everything that um Everything when you charge it and I, and it holds an objective on a three plus, you're taking mortal wounds when you charge, and um, and by allowing my units to fight on death, um, I can help maximize the potential to explode on a unit, right? Because I, I'll pile in, attack, and then explode, right? Which I uh, you know uh, I'm sorry for the people that that uh, I interrupted their flow when I played them because it is a very like, oh, wait, let me do this kind of list. Um, but that that's the reason why I took it, right? I, I maximize the Redeemer uh, ability and I maximize Explosion because that's kind of where my... It's kind of a porcupine list a little bit. Um, so that's kind of what why I took it and it, kind of what it does at its core. Who, who's who's that that real damage dealer for you? Because I would, when I've seen this type of list being built, especially with Hallowed Knights, it seems like things like Paladins or things like, or not Annihilators, they don't have the keyword from memory, but like Paladins, for example, or is it Retributors um, seem to be that particular damage dealer? Is that the Vanquishers in your list? It's not, actually. It's the Vindicators and the Knight Judicators are, are kind of my damage. Uh I've kind of learned to between having such high saves and the mortal wound protection that my stuff doesn't die. And if they do explode, then they're doing enough damage to kill stuff. Um, I played, what did I play? I played a KO list. You know, they have run one and I just all defense that specific unit. They're, they're probably never going to die. Um, and Envoy of the Heavens lets me, you know, because it's, because it's, worded awkwardly not word awkwardly but worded in my opinion poorly uh it's it's uh within 12 range but it's only the model within 12 has to die so that so i could selectively kill a model that uh that's within 12 and then that unit will get uh, a built-in uh plus one save right and then uh the reason i took mirror shield is because now my general is close to unkillable from range and Gardas will be kind of walking around him, giving him essentially uh, Amulet of Destiny because of the five of mortal wound protection. Why did you go Amulet? Why did you go Mirror Shield over Amulet? I've seen people talking about that, I guess, pros and cons, especially in a shooting meta. Obviously, Mirror Shield works really well, but in uh, when you're not playing against a shooting, then Mirror Shield doesn't have that nearly as much value. Uh, again, Gardas is next to him, so he ha uh, Gardas has amulet on himself and next to the general. So literally, it Gardas is essentially amulet of destiny for my for my hero. Yeah, okay. So because so, so you, you're because you're running them together within uh, within radius, you don't need it. Yeah, that that's I I don't need it right, and especially because I have such for a stormcast army, I have such a huge board presence. Um, I I can just kind of move around. And I don't have to worry about deep striking. I only really have to worry about shooting and the and the occasional spell. 
like 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 Jack from Rivero ones literally just dropped into the chat talking about his fifty shooting sentinels. So that would definitely that would that would be a bit of pain for your your type of list. But that's a yeah. lot of sentinels, a lot. Yeah, but but even fifty sentinels, right? Is he really like hypothetically like I'm? I have a bunch of MSU liberators up in his face. Like, what is he going to shoot? Is he going to shoot? Is he going to focus fire, or is he going to spread out his his damage? Right, because lampant light only goes on one unit, so he's not going to get he's not going to have optimal damage on all on all the units. And plus, with rally coming back, I I can I can bring back a lot of those models, um, which it makes it makes things it makes choices for for shooting players like that really hard, because you either have to focus fire on a unit. Which I'll probably end up giving all out defense. I'll probably end up getting benefited from Envoy of the Heavens. It'll probably have Azerite Halo. And then you're just stuck punching a brick wall. And Jack has just responded saying, Stop stop pulling my list apart. So I think why I brought that comment up is, is less about particularly Jack, but more about the fact that, you know, when I look at this type of list, I can imagine you've got so many hero buffs that you are worried that a, a shooting army is going to pull you down. But I guess what I'm hearing, because this ultra-defensive build, because you're going um, Hallowed Knights, because you've got Gardas, you didn't have to worry nearly as much as if this was a Hammers of Sigma, for example, and if you're running, you know, Bastion, for example. You know, that would be more susceptible to the 50 Lumineth Archers than this type of build. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of the that's one of the the, the choices you have to make as, as one of my opponents, what you want to, to uh, defeat. Um, and especially with call for aid, right? Like if you don't position, especially Lumineth, who, who as the game proceeds have a smaller and smaller footprint, call for aid comes in and, and almost acts as a summoning ability on your turn, right? When just when you thought that you cleared the uh, the objective and, and you you just barely lipped it because of your pile in, I'm like, oh well, my priest is there. Call for aid. All right, they're back. You never took the objective. Because call for hate, remind me, remind me what call for. I'm trying to bring it up. I'm bringing it up. It, I'm it, trying to remind myself what it is. It's a it's holy commandment. Once... Yeah, once per game, and uh, you bring back one whenever a redeemer unit is of five or less models is destroyed. Uh, spend a command point, uh, and it brings back the unit. Uh, outside of nine, uh, holy within twelve of of a lord, and I think uh, except for my knights, everything's a lord in my in my list. Jose is asking, can you do Holy Command twice? So, because GW is uh, very, um, you know, doesn't communicate effectively on FAQs and all our questions, uh, I would always ask your TO, right? Uh, for the event that I that I played, they allowed it, right? Uh, I've definitely heard that at the GW events, uh, they did not allow that uh, to Holy... Uh, two of the same holy commandments so always ask your to um either way uh call for aid is probably the best one uh if you're going to uh to play stormcast unless you have some kind of shooting variant then you take the double tap and if i was and putting you on the spot if you were going to go to an event that said no to having a double holy command uh a call to aid would you would you take a different artifact? Would you take a different call, um, holy command, or would you drop one of your war, warlords to go something else? I, I would still take um, the warlord, and I'd probably end up taking either, which people are going to think that I'm crazy, but I'd either take the modified, the, the improved explosion, 
or the run and charge. Um, and I, and I honestly want to lead, lean into the modified explosion, which were, uh, they'd be exploding on fives instead of sixes. So, uh, yeah, be 30 dice on fives, fives are mortal wounds. Um, so that's about what, like six mortal wounds, probably if that maybe five on a unit and then they're all fighting back or they on a four up half of them are fighting back essentially. So it's enough damage. It's enough pinging damage where like your opponents just like, I, I've, I've seen my opponents, especially when they, they play like a lot of uh, monsters, like, uh, like hero monsters where they like, instead of generating an extra command point or attempting to generate an extra command point, they're, 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 they keep trying to heal their hero. Right. So, I, I think it's worked so far for me, right? No, and, and it works for you, right? And that's the key. It works for you. And for some people, like this might be too defensive or, you know, to the point of Oliver, you know, why uh, why 10 Vanquishers? Why not 10 more Vindicators? And it's an interesting question. You know, you could certainly do either way. Do you have uh, a rationale on why you've gone uh, the unit of 10 Vanquishers? So the real reason, uh, just between us homies, is because I want to prove people wrong and and show that vanquishers can can go four one maybe even five zero, um, that's that's the real reason. But uh, just the threat of bringing stuff back on a five up, especially a big block at a ten, and and there and them counting as three models on an objective, I think I think enough situations happen where where that can win you the game. And and I and and in the last event, everyone killed that unit specifically every turn. Like it almost felt like they were targeting that unit because just in case they come back, like like if you don't like rallies on sixes, you definitely are not going to like them on fives, right? And it definitely like when I when I played against vindicators or even anything that can come back, and you're counting for those three three models on an objective, especially when you're is it turn three when you are counting as three on yep. center objectives because it's like turn one, turn two, it's home objectives, turn three onwards, it's objectives anywhere on the board. I know my pro target priority has been getting rid of those big threats before turn three, um, otherwise they can just be really hard to shift. And I know. When I played against five five indicators, like it's tough at times, but you can handle it. When you start going into ten, and especially if you are able to do um, the the call to aid, um, I think I played Andrasa. I think I think my opponent had is it Andrasa that can bring back models, yeah, and Rally sure. brought back models. Those blocks of ten were just a nightmare to kind of get off those objectives. Yeah, uh, I think bringing back models. Uh... As as a now now that Stormcast can do it, uh, I used to hate it when death death players uh, would bring back models. So now I'm like I'm a, I'm a hypocrite because now I'm like mm, it's not so bad. Don't worry about it. You know it's all good. Uh, There's a difference so, between one one wound, six up, no armor saves or whatever, and yeah. what you've got. It's very different. Very different. I, I I know, but maybe it's a good mechanic. We should keep it in the game. I think. What if if your if your army is so defensive? Why have you gone in? Why haven't you gone in Drassa as opposed to? Because you could drop the two Knight Judicators to get in Drassa, right? Yes. Um, so I would have about what I think one hundred and five, one hundred and just three hundred points. So I would I would need to I would need to drop more units, right? And and like 
I don't like seeing a list that doesn't have over 100 wounds, personally. Um, and Yindrastep, personally, is not a very good model unless uh, you're, you're like a Knights of Excelsior. Just because, like, you want to keep her next to your units, but she's, like, hyper, like, she's, she's kind of built to be offensive, but she doesn't actually do that much damage. I, that's what I found. I found, like, with the Battleshock immunity, that really helped, but I didn't find that useful against, you know, in, in, with my Stormcast opponent. The fact that she kept bringing models back was obviously helpful. Um, and the ward saved, but when she actually got into combat, I pulled her down with both snakes in combat. I think I might have done a couple of wounds with Unleash Hell, but... The, the 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 bow snakes in combat pulled her down quite easily, which surprised me. Maybe it was just a bad dice roll, but I didn't find her her attacks nearly as good. I thought her her missile weapon, if anything, was probably the bigger threat. Yeah, yeah, her missile weapon is is a big threat, but at that point, like, why don't you just take the four shots with the Knight Judicator that are rent three three damage? That's twelve damage, right? Instead of the like, I think it's one at D six. Like mathematically, I think the judicator is better on top of helping you uh, zone out uh, units with the Griffhounds because people don't want to get shot uh, with the uh, war, war and cry that the Knight Judicators give you. I think Mini Wargaming might have stumbled into the wrong chat talking about the Eye of Terror. Like, uh, not, <laughs> this is Age oh. of Sigma. It's good to see you, folks. Um, yeah, like I think I think you know when I look at your list and I'll, I'll bring it back up for a second. You know, I really like it. I, um, it's probably not quite my style. Uh, I'm a bit of a, a, a Timmy. I'll, I'll I'll take the the prime. I'll take the the Krondus or the Karazai. I'm leaning more towards Wizard Dragon now that I am Combat Dragon. Initially, I like Combat Dragon, but as I thought about it more, and you know, obviously you're building up the combat over time with Combat Dragon. When you look at Wizard Dragon and the utility value and, you know, the spell casting abilities, the, just the general nuisance that that thing can do, and its combat's still pretty good, I like the ability to have some flex. You know, if I don't want to run the Vanquishers and the Knight Judicators, I can pull a lever and get myself a dragon. I can put the Storm Drake Guard. I can get the Formulators in. I can get more support heroes. And I think that's the cool thing, folks. Take what you want from Noe's um, list. This is just one of many examples. If you really like Evocators, cool. Find a way to pop them in. If you don't want to run the, the Gardas because you don't want to run Hallowed Knights, you want to run Hammers, then you could put Bastion in and things like that. But um, I think that's ultimately, that's that's really what we're kind of doing, right? We're bringing together this really cool theory. Um, Noe, anything you'd add to that? I, I, I do want to just... I want to say that Robert is is right. Translocate. I didn't touch on this, but translocation or translocate is the best prayer we have. And if you're a storm a stormkeep player, it's it's mandatory, right? Because your units are so slow, and uh, that that can the translocate can win you the game. Um, I think and that changed. That was that was one big change, folks. You should remember is that in the FAQ errata that got changed. Initially, you could you could translocate then move. Yes. Now it's just now, and which is kind of why people are talking about things like the Gur Battle Mage to at least give you the plus two to the charge yep. when you translocate, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or like I said earlier, take the Holy Commandment that lets you run in charge. So at minimum, you're getting a three inch movement plus your charge. Um, yeah. You bonus. two hats, the rule of cool, you do you, pick whatever That's you right. want. I, you can I, make I, it work. Yeah, you can make. 
anything you want to play in Stormcast, you can make it work. It may not be the best for within Stormcast, but it'll still do damage, and you and you won't feel bad about rolling the dice, which is one of the big drawbacks that as a Stormcast player I had. Sometimes you you just like there was almost no point in rolling the dice because your opponent was just going to negate the damage. And I think as the game's design has changed, we're moving away from that. And uh, there, there's a reason to roll the dice, right? And, and if you get ones, it is what it is. Um, it, is there anything that you would definitely not run? Like I'm looking at some of them and there's just too many choices, right? Especially with these small, like five, six wound heroes, you know, from the Knight Arcanum to the Knight Encantor to the Venator to the Azeros to like the Vexilla. You've got like so many options of small heroes. Is there anyone that you would not run? The only two heroes that I would probably never run uh, is the uh, the Knight Relictor, which we talked about. Um, unless Corn gets really really strong, then then we bring him back in. And the uh, and the Knight Arcanum, which I think they don't really serve a purpose in the current meta, and they don't serve and they're too overcosted for what they do. Even even the Lord Exorcist, in my opinion, is is really good. Should Death get out of a uh, get out of control? What about the kitty cats? I haven't seen a lot of people talking about your evocators on Dracolines. So uh, I think evocats are are even better than they were before. Uh, they get I think they got one more extra attack, um, and um, yeah, I, I think they're I think they're better than normal cats or the normal evocators. Um, and, and I think people should definitely like if they get a point reduction. I think people should just should definitely come back to them. Just because, um, just because, like they're they're such cool models, and they do mortal wounds, right? Um, and it's and it's after the combat phase, so I I think they're kind of like in the C tier right now. Just some point reduction um, would would definitely help. Uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to shout out that what Gavin said as well around, you know, the fact that Stormcast just has so many valuable options. And I think like one other thing that I haven't seen a lot of people talking about, but when I did my Stormcast preview, I thought the 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 um, the Ballista, um, I actually didn't mind the Blister. There's some of the changes it had around the hit, the wound, um, that, you know, people, people ran initially, especially in like a Signs of the Storm, drop it to the side, do some shooting. You know, it, it gained some rend. Um, you know, was it got up to rend three now or something? It can do some serious damage. It doesn't have the exploding sixes, but I didn't think the 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 um the Bastilla was too bad. Yeah, the the, the Bastilla is, is still good. I think uh, I think unfortunately because we have battle regiment, um, people just kind of try to fit all the, the their quote unquote good units into one drop. And they just kind of forget that, you know, like, oh, well, I can't fit it into the thing. I'm over, I'm over points. Um, once players realize that Battle Regiment isn't required to play the game competitively, um, we're going to see a lot more Ballistas. And, 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 this, and specifically Ballistas with, um, with the Tarlon. Because you, you have four of them and then they just go crazy. Right. Even like you've got the Soul Strike Brotherhood, which is that triple ballista battalion you could do, like two troops, one ballista with some options. Um, and then you've got the all-out attack um, for free in that. 
yeah, I, I think there's some good play in there, and then you obviously get the 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 Lord Ordinator, the um, yep. that guy still boosts the shooters. So I yeah. think at the moment people are just fulfilling that role with your long strikes. Yeah, um, it's interesting actually with the with the table size shrinking. I thought things like the Hurricanes would actually become more popular initially, but people are still sticking with the mortal wounds, especially doing two mortal wounds on sixes. It's just too good to ignore but by the way kenny by the kenny much appreciated thank you for the the kind donation too yeah guys donate donate to to coach so you can get uh, <laughs> a star drake and, and we could do dragon battles like you can fly fly to america do you have any thoughts on the on the crossbows like the hurricane crossbows because that for me like i i thought like because like the challenge that i always found in second edition is the board size just reduced the impact of the hurricane crossbow and obviously we're in a mortal wound requirement at the moment with some of the meta. And I thought, oh, look, with the boards kind of shrinking a little bit, maybe maybe it's the time for the hurricane. I think uh, it, it can be the time for a hurricane, but people just have to like risk it, right? And like we're, we're all we're all prone to like to bias and what we hear in, in in our from our influencers, right? And if someone tells us that hurricanes are really good. Like we're gonna be like, yeah, he said so. You know, AOS AOS coach said it's really good, and so did Honest Wargamer. So I should take him. And, and like, and you will see success, right? But I think um, one of the things that I that I ask people to do is is to experiment, uh, especially on in, at your RTTs and play like wacky list and play units that you don't normally think uh, will will get the job done. And and you would be surprised, right? Like um, uh, one of my one of the guys here, um, his name's Ramon. He he actually instead of bringing fulminators with his living cities list, he brought uh, concussors, right? And and I think he saw a good amount of success with them. And, and I really liked that. Like our local scene is experimenting with with models that that aren't deemed as as really good, right? Um, and and then we discover things that like actually like yes, Teclis is really good, but this model like actually like shuts him down completely, right? Um, and I, that's that's just kind of how our scene works, uh, for better or worse. Especially if you're playing on tabletop simulator, I think that's probably a, a key. Like if, if you don't want to drop the points, like I'm I'm imagining the poor person listening to this thinking, right? I box myself of uh, you know, I could build either long strikes or hurricanes. Well, the internet's talking about long strikes, so clearly I built long strikes. That's fine. But if you have the option to proxy, if you have the option to tabletop simulator, to test, to try things out, you look at it, you've got so many great options. You know, we haven't talked about the Praetors. We haven't talked about, you know, Aether Wings. We haven't talked about a unit of Griffhounds. You know, there's a lot of different options. The, the Storm Drake, uh, the Storm, Storm Drake, the Storm Strike Chariot. There's a lot of cool options. And I think this show could go forever. We could talk forever about Stormcast. I guess I want to wrap this up. I want to let you go do your thing. I want to do my thing. Gee, is there any any advice, any things that you think about with your play style that's really worked from your experience that you'd want to share um, with our, our aspiring Stormcast players? So I, I think as a Stormcast player, it, it's a great army to, to learn Age of Sigmar. It's it's a good army to to uh, to kind of allude to, to you two hats. Uh, to, to just kind of bring in any ally and see how that model just works without any buffs. Um, but as as you're learning this, as you're learning Stormcast, learning their tricks, be aware of of 
your local scene and how you can be successful in it, right? If if high drops like mine do not work because everyone's super alpha and and you're getting out positioned, then then play their game, right? There, there's nothing wrong with with uh, experimenting and and just kind of going with the flow or doing something completely different. Every scene uh, I've noticed has has like their their pillars that kind of guide the players along to how they think the game should be played and and just be aware of that um you know my scene like we had an issue with with uh people eating up too much clock and we 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 did things to to rectify that and now we don't have that issue right um so just be aware as a player to 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 make your scene better and bring more people in and 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 that's kind of my my big take on on AOS and, and on Stormcast, it, there, there's nothing you can. You'll learn the game, but like grow the scene, and that way you'll you'll play this one guy that you've never met. He'll probably become your best friend, and he's actually really smart. And and you'll 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 actually learn it like learn a different depth of the game that you didn't have before. You're such a nice person. Like I love, I love this this community building theme, and I think, you know, Stormcast is a great army to do that. I think if you want to just learn the game and you're listening to this for the first time because you picked up Extremist or Dominion and you're learning the game, you're in a good spot. I think Stormcast is quite forgiving. Pleasantly, I can now say that if you are competitive and you want to go podium, if you want to top ten, four one, win more than you lose. Stormcast is now in a really good spot that allows you to do that. I couldn't say that a year ago. I couldn't say that two years ago. Um, it seemed like Stormcast were kind of on the middle to, you know, kind of the middle build, and there was certainly one or two ways. But I've seen really cool lists where people are spamming chariots. Well, lots of chariots. I'm seeing a lot of lists that are doing lots of shooting. I'm seeing a lot of liberators. I'm, I'm not seeing as many evocators and sequiturs, but you're seeing a lot of different builds, and you're seeing hammers, you're seeing Excelsior, you're seeing... Uh, hallowed nights you're seeing lots of different builds so um this is why we're going to do multiple versions of this video i'm going to grab a couple of people ramon i've already mentioned so you know you mentioned him uh i'm going to get grab him on the show and we'll do a couple of these to kind of pick up some some hints tips and tricks and i think if you're in a meta that's got a lot of gargans i think you know the way that you build your army probably is going to change a lot you might need more screens to kind of block things off you're going to need more maybe you have more signs of the storm to kind of block them off as opposed to walking up the board and you know yeah. you're not going to get there in time would would you no yeah you're you're, you're completely correct there um stormcast are, are are always going to be a b plus tier but they're assuming that we keep our current power level you're going to be given the tools to to kind of go with whatever's strong and, and fight against it and and the old book did have that it's just um you just had to go really hard in one direction uh, to negate that one specific list and, and now it's not as taxing any shout outs anything you want to kind of bring us home with before i go make some lunch Oh, uh, I want to, I want to thank, uh, rubber Tito's. They make the best burritos here in SoCal. And, uh, for anyone who, uh, who's in the Southern California area, uh, and or Vegas, uh, we're going to, ha we have a couple events here. Uh, the big one that we care about is, uh, Las Vegas open. Uh, it's hosted by, uh, Scott Reed, uh, great TO. Um, I think we're over 250. Hopefully we can beat the Australians and have the biggest AOS event ever. 
Uh, well, so if you guys, well, we two, 240, 240 was our biggest. Um, so if you crack 250, you are technically the biggest. Uh, so it's either you guys or Bobo. So we got to set the bar really high and be the best because America number one. Well, well, I, I was close. I was actually almost thinking about coming to LVO now that my borders are closed. I uh, open, sorry, but um, it's actually the same weekend as the the uh, the hundred player GT that I'm running. So maybe, <sighs> maybe literally, I was hoping like I was hoping like maybe it was like the week before. I'm like, oh, I can sneak over. I'll come back. I'll run a GT. You know, like that's, that's maybe maybe you'll come to Noecon, and if you come to Noecon, I'll put you up in a nice room. Well, at the moment, it might be like the Warhammer Open Texas. I got to find like flights that are are good for me. Like I don't have to like fly to America, then I'm like on another five hour flight to get somewhere else. But mm -hmm. the last thing I want to share is I have been wearing my Griffhound Appreciation Club shirt, so Ooh, I am nice. building on Stormcast. I am building Stormcast, and I can't wait. I'm I'm loving these new models, but. Give me the dragons. I, I say this, I say this, but I, I'm a bit worried about when it hits the table. Have I summoned like the greater demon of hell? I mean, we live through Slanash, we'll live through dragons. <laughs> I'm in Sydney, by the way, Ali. I'm in Sydney, uh, the greatest of all of the Australian cities. I don't know what. Vinny, I don't know what that means, Dragon Ball Z. Anyway, Noe, I know what Dragon Ball Z is. I don't know what your reference is. Um, Noe, thank you very much. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, I, I, I see you around the tournament scene. You're kicking ass. Say hello if you are in the, um, the ITC type events. You seem to be quite popular around those. Absolute pleasure to have you here. Um, do you have a games club you should shout out? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I actually play for uh war room gladiators in uh las vegas uh they're they, they kind of picked me up they showed me the ropes now i'm kind of uh their main character so uh we'll go from there you're the champion all right well mate you've been an absolute pleasure shout out to that burrito place hopefully i get free burrito sponsorship now 100 you're an absolute Bye. legend and last of last and, and not least Folks, if you are a Stormcast player and you have different thoughts on the types of builds, if you are liking, I don't know, Castigators, if you think that the Knight Venator is the greatest unit that, you know, we didn't talk about, let us know in the comment section. Tell me what you think. I would actually really appreciate it. I am building a Stormcast army. I don't know where to start. At the moment, I'm just like customizing and I'm like green stuffing and I'm kit bashing for armies on parade. But tell me how I should build my army. Noe, you've been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time. And you know what Thank to you. do. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. See you, folks. Thanks for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord. So links down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigma conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions who have continued to support me through Patreon or YouTube members. That is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. And until next time, roll more fixes.